Blog Talk Radio. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's the show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We have an exciting show today, and I am wired to tell you about it. We're, we're having a special guest on today. His name is Chris McPhee. Um, It's called Snapping It Up with Retired Master Sergeant Chris McPhee. He's a retired U.S. Army vet and a Green Beret turned professional photographer and project manager. After serving 21 years of military service, his new mission is teaming up with organizations to make them share their message or story via their uh, visual media and podcasting channels. So what I want to ask my audience is, do you have a brand that you want to promote? Has COVID negatively affected you? Well, let's let Chris apply his military background to help you surface to calmer waters. Welcome, Chris, to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, we're we're uh, diving into some very choppy waters these days with COVID. This is going on how many months? Seven months? Eight months? <laughs> it seems like it's never going to end. And a lot of people are put have been put in harm's way. You know, a lot of businesses have closed. A lot of people have lost their job or perhaps gotten furloughed. And, you know, as they keep saying, it's Time for reinvention. All this upheaval, um, as they say in in uh, Eastern teachings, use it use a crisis as an opportunity. So I know you know that story well because you're ex-military. So I want you to bring forward perhaps some of the lessons, uh, military lessons that our audience uh, can use today. Most definitely, I would be glad. Uh, to do that, and uh, thank you once again for having me. Um, I mean, where should I start? What's a, what's a good point? Where you where you want to go pre-COVID? Let's go back mid-March. Yeah, let's go back pre-COVID because it really caught us all off guard. <laughs> off guard. I don't think anybody had advance warning of this, except maybe the the really high ups. But yeah, let's go back pre-COVID. So, as you mentioned, you know, I'm a project manager. Um, former Green Beret, turned project manager and media guy, camera guys, I like to say. And I was in Tampa, Florida uh, with a client, uh, Jenny Clark of Solvability.com. She helps veteran entrepreneurs um, grow and scale their business through government contracting. So I was there conducting a shoot with her. She was hosting a conference for business leaders and and government contracting. And about the second day, you know, it was kind of like people were like, oh, we have to wear a mask and 
this thing is happening. People were going out, buying all the toilet papers off the shelves, buying all the 409, all of the Lysol <laughs> spray. Like, yeah. like something is going on. I'm like, okay, cool. And about the third day, I got a call before the last day was over. The second day, I got a call from a client. I was scheduled to go to Homestead to do a shoot for a NASCAR um, team, and, and the client was hosting an event there at the NASCAR race. So he called me, and he was like, hey, Chris, uh, we can't do it, man. We got this thing going on. It canceled, canceled so we're, we're going to cancel our event. So I was like, okay, um, there goes some income. And then I got another call 30 minutes later, a friend of mine on some other circumstances, he was, he relayed to me, he's like, hey, we have a video shoot planned, but I'm not going to be able to do it. We got the situation going on. So within 30 minutes, two clients call me in my room. I was in my room. I was looking at my phone. I was like, what's going on here? You know, uh, yeah. and, and it was a, at that moment, I took a knee and I listened to the news and I heard what was going on. And I said, okay. One of my favorite, favorite authors and, and motivators, Grant Cardone, is, you know, there's four types of action, you know, normal action, retreat, uh, massive action, action, and normal action, you know. So mm-hmm. I decided to take massive action towards connecting, uh, first recalibrating, taking a knee when we in the military are caught in a situation and we get rattled we might be ambushed or, you know, we have a bad situation, a plane might crash. The first thing you need to do or we are taught to do is uh, reconsolidate and reorganize. And that means pulling off to the side, taking a knee, establishing some, some security and conducting a map check. Figure out where you are, um, uh, where you want to go and, and come up with a tentative plan to get there. So, kind, of, kind of like a human reboot. Yes, yes. Versus a retreat of like, oh, and panic. What are we going to do, you know? And I think that's what happened to a lot of business owners, that they got comfortable with the the pace we were running. You know, everything's going good. We got events going on, event after event. And I think that, that's what really happened to a lot of business owners, and they didn't know how to respond so their reaction was not accepted. It had no effect on what was happening because they shut it. What are you going to do when they shut your building down? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do when you can't go out and eat dinner? What are you going to do when everybody has to stay home now? So with me at the time, I read a book by Keith Ferrazzi called Never Eat Alone and one of my mentors we focused on building relationships. And I was like, well, you know what? I could go all in on the podcast and use this time because I don't know how long is this going to last. It could be three months. It could be six months. But for the next 90 days, I'm going to get on LinkedIn. I'm going to connect with people and I'm going to build my list and I'm going to build my network virtually. Right. And that's what I did because I couldn't go anywhere. My kid was home for homeschool. Uh, my wife is home. We're all home. We set up a classroom from, for him. She set up her office, and I'm, I'm in my basement studio. So 
from my mind, that's like I need to go out as a photographer and shoot things. I can't do that anymore. So what other ways can I do that? And podcasting was it. So I just ramped up podcasts. I, I sent out messages like, who wants to be on the podcast? Granted, I got overwhelmed with the guests because the response, which was great, but it helped me figure out some things with production, processing, editing, promotion, design, and and I've been at it since March, just podcasting, meeting people, coming on podcasts, being a guest, um, and, and that is my goal until everything opens back up, and it just hit me one day, probably back in July, I was like, you know what, I can't stay in this house. The wall started closing in on me. I was like, I'm not that type of dude. I'm not going to stay here and stay on the X and not do nothing. So I got online and I was like, what are the CDC guidance for photographers, videographers, cinematography? And I'm part of the Professional uh, Photographers uh, Association, and they had a guidance that they had released. And I was like, okay, this is cool. That's, mm-hmm. that's my rule. If you want to do business with me, this is what we're going to do. We're going to hand sanitize, face mask, social distance, least amount of personnel, and I move forward. Um, a friend of mine, I posted on LinkedIn, I'm a COVID-safe photographer. This is how we're doing business. A friend of mine saw that. He, he created a logo for me. It's on my website. It says covid safe photographer um the name of the group is called uh uh, 214 media and they created that for me then i took another online course through the film industry that says if you're going to be in an industry you have to know the rules and i had i took the training i I took the test and i got a little certificate says i know better and and i moved forward and that was it that 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 was my plan of action as a photographer, videographer, project manager, and since then I've created. Right now in my pipeline, I have two, one project management training course for 2021, and um, I'm a project manager for Solvability, producing their virtual uh, conference in April 2021. So, I took a knee. I figured out where I was, where I wanted to go, recalibrate, reorganize, and I started moving forward. Okay, I gotta stop you here. These are two excellent points that that did it su- successfully apply to you, but I think our audience can use these two points as well. Uh, let me make sure that I understand you. You said that you didn't start your podcast until post COVID. Is that right? No, the podcast I started in twenty uh, in twenty nineteen of August. So when COVID hit, I was only doing like one episode a month and trying to maybe bump up to two episodes right. a month. But when pre when COVID hit, mm-hmm. it slowed me down because I was shooting photography, doing videography right. work, traveling. And so really I didn't have a lot of time to do the backside admin. I was just executing projects. I was executing shoots. I was executing videos. So I didn't really have time to do the podcast like I really wanted to, but at least Mm -hmm. my goal was to produce one show a month. And right now we're up to, I, 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 I am on the last 30 days I've been releasing a show 
every week on Monday, trying to set that that tempo, uh, uh, the consistency for the listeners to help the podcast grow. So post-COVID, you bumped up your show to once a week. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. So my audience, those of you who are listening, by the way, if you have a question or comment on this topic, we're on with my guest today, Chris McPhee. He is a retired uh, master sergeant. Call us at 323-642-1677-323-642-1677. You can also hit us up on our chat line, blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com, forward slash DT Linda Gross, forward slash DT Linda Gross. All right, so I want to highlight those two points because I any business can use this. I really like what Chris did is to, rather than going into panic mode, he said, well, I can't really do the photography the way that I was doing. I can't really do my events the way I was doing it. So take your business and see if there is a different way to do the business. So I love that. So he put his efforts into avenues that he could use. And then secondly, which I thought was a great point, hey, he looked up the CDC rules. So do this in your business too, whether you own, you know, a food cart or a restaurant or, you know, a T-shirt business or whatever it is, look up the rules in your specific profession and see if you can tailor them to what's going on in the environment today. I think those are two excellent points. Love that. No, definitely. Thanks. Uh, that's that's basically, you know, another part of that is because I look towards doing other things, I realize I am able to edit video too. So I started promoting um, editing services. There you go. So as a videographer, I've shot music videos. I've shot short documentaries and commercials and I'm a one stop shop because I do it all. I shoot the content. I edit the content. I help you develop the storyboard. So there's a lot of people out there doing zoom. They're trying to start up uh, uh, Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, their organizations online. You know, currently I'm part of Toastmasters. And I'm the VP of personal relations. So they're like, hey, Chris, we want to figure out a way to uh, attract more uh, members to the group. So I was like, well, I could edit video. I could edit podcasts. I could help people produce podcasts. So, And also in my pipeline, I'm working with a, with a company through another, co- another colleague that I met through Twitter uh, in and she brought me on and was like, hey, Chris, I want to team up with you. I have this customer. I'm already doing this for them, but they want to do a podcast. And since I know you're a podcaster, let's do this. So for the last two months, I've been working with a nonprofit to help the CEO of this company um, come up with a podcast concept, help them buy equipment. And the next phase of the process, I will be training um, that individual on how to use the equipment. So I'm creating 
little training vignette videos. They're like, hey, this is how you put your recorder together. This is your microphone. This is how you connect this device. Because I created the equipment list for them. So the videos would be tailored to the equipment and customized for them so they could produce their show. So they've always taught us as Green Berets going through the Special Forces Qualification course, and that is think outside the box. So you've been put in this box of COVID, and you can't leave your house. Think outside the box. You, you can't go to your office. Think outside the box. What resources do I have or what assets do I have? Don't think about what you don't have. Think about what you have. And how can you make something with that? So I think it's fairly easy for someone who's self-employed or a business owner to make a pivot. So it might not be your main line of work that you can continue to, to do, but maybe make a list of here's nine other assets that I have that I could bring to the table. And then don't listen to too much news or social media. Go find out for sure. Go look up on the CD the website and know for sure what you can and cannot do and then tailor yourself accordingly to what the guidelines are. Um, We're going to take a quick break here, Chris. When we come back from the break, I'd like to address, I mean, I just talked about self-employed and business owners, which I think it's easy to make a pivot, but let's address also the person who's an employee. He or she may not be able to pivot quite so quickly or quite so fast, but I think there are some avenues that they can do to make their jobs be more valuable to where they're not getting fired, they're not getting furloughed, and so they can continue on and be an asset to their organization as well. So hold on with us. We're going to catch you right back after the break, more with my guest today, Chris McBee. We'll catch you right back after the break. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. 
You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we're on with my special guest, Chris McPhee. He is a retired master sergeant. He's uh, teaching us some of his military skills that he learned as a Green Beret and how we can address this current climate that we have with COVID. All right. So welcome back, Chris. Let's now talk to the employee. How do they not lose their job? How do they make themselves, you know, so valuable that the owner or the boss or whatever is saying, oh, I'm not going to fire Chris because I need him. It may not look like the same job as you had before, but I need him and I'm going to reapply him in this other area over here. Go for it. What do you say to those people? That's a good question, Linda. That's a good question. And I'm, I'm going to go down the path of being authentic as I can in the first. So in the workplace, we have performers, mid-level performers, and low performers. I'm going to just be straight with that. So in an organization, we know who the high performers are, and we know who's right behind them. And those who are in the workplace, know at what level they're performing and the high performers know who the low performers are. So Mm -hmm. right away, an organization is going to look, where can we cut the fat? Okay. Where can we cut the fat? Who's the most valuable to us? So in this time of COVID now that the playing field has changed. So if, if you, I'm going to work my way from the bottom up because the people who really need to hear this is the people down at the bottom. So if you can find yourself and you haven't been performing as high as you want, and you kind of been kind of going along with the regular nine to five, Mm -hmm. you need to skill up. Okay. If you still have that job and you're, and they've created some remote work for you, then you need, you're the lucky one. So, if you know you're somewhere on that scale, lower to the bottom, you need to find every cert or training that you can provide to increase your value. Okay. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's as straight as I could say uh, from that point. So how do we do that? So how do we increase our value? Figure out what the company needs, you know, where are the gaps in COVID because the company is just like the employee they don't know how to figure this thing out. They're trying to figure it out. So what they need are solutions. So if you're the one who's able to provide the best solution so everybody could, so the organization can survive, then you definitely move up on the totem pole of being a high or low level performance. Some of those high level performers that was just faking it. And just, if you remember the book, who, who moved the cheese, Mm-hmm. 
if they made it and they found a big hunk of cheese and they just been sitting and eating and you've been sniffing and scurrying around the maze, then you're going to pass them up, you know, because you've been scratching for that spot and you've been waiting and you know some of those guys and gals up at the top that just hanging out and riding their spot because they're like, well, I made it. Yeah, this, this is good. Like, nobody's going to touch me now, but no. Because the boss is looking like, well, okay, I got you here. I got you here at the top. What are you doing? What are you doing? Do I really need three VPs? Do I need really need this department? What, what, what are the metrics of the organization? And the metrics that are not producing, those are the people that are getting cut. So you need to figure out where you, where you fall in the metrics and figure out how you could provide value to the company and maintain your job. For example, my daughter, she's 23 years old. She just graduated from Howard University during the COVID era here. Congrats. Thank you. And she worked at Michael Kors, so Michael Kors laid all their staff off. She wanted to work in fashion, so while she was going to school, she worked at Microcores through high school and maintained a job. And then, like pre-COVID, she landed a job at Warby Parker, mm-hmm. which was, like, right near campus. So what Warby Parker did is, like, hey, we can't keep these stores open. Uh, you have two options. You could come on remote right now, or you can wait till we open another store. And we don't know when that's going to be. So they start closing down the store. So my daughter took the remote option. So mm-hmm. she's in Chicago now living with her grandparents, working from home. And she's like, I love it. It's cool. Cause I can get to go wherever I want. She went to go visit her cousin in North Carolina. Who's a, a UNT grad. She's a school teacher there. So she went to go visit her cousin and she's working from home remote. So right. look for the opportunities. Don't say, oh, my God, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What are you going to do? Look for the open doors. Look for the open doors. Don't don't do normal action, which is what you've been doing, and do not just sit there and do nothing because that's an action, too. You need to take massive action and find the opportunities. And don't retreat because the, oh, my God, oh, this is sucks and complaining, that's retreating. Right. That's not helping you. You're just making a problem bigger by focusing your energy on what's going on versus looking to see what can I do? What solution can I go forward? And you know what? Maybe this is a wake-up call for you to act on that business you wanted to start. I like that. You know? I, I, I like the part about find a solution. So even though the area that I'm about to mention may not be your job or part of your job description. Let's say you're a hotel assistant manager or whatever. And this, this next topic has nothing to do with your job, right? Or very little to do with your job. If you found the owner, a solution to the security problem, let's say there's an ongoing security problem that, that the security department hasn't addressed for years, but you know what it is. And you know how to solve it. Bring that to the table. And that will make yourself 
uh, valuable to the owner or to the to management. So it doesn't necessarily have to be within your department, but I like what Chris is saying, be a problem solver, be a solution giver. Oh, spot on. That is that is definitely it, you know. Because that's how people move up in organizations. You might start in the mail room, you might start as a janitor, or you might start in sales and then you move to marketing. You know, you you have to see the opportunity. So if you're able to see you know, some of the smaller companies, it might not be that is easy. I understand. So now that this has happened and we know that the normal is not what we thought it would be, some of us are surprised. Some companies have thrived during COVID. Some companies have not. So you have to do a self-assessment of yourself and figure out what can I do, what's my survivability for the next, you know, 90 days, six months, 12 months, you know, I, I've been able to, you know, my, my wife was just asking me the other day, it was like, well, what are you doing? I really can't see, you know, my wife is active duty military mm-hmm. and she's like, well, what are you doing? I can't really see your, your work cause you're home. And, you know, are you going to go back to the nine to five? Like, you know, like, no, this, this is Green Beret media is my nine to five. So most of my, Days are spent having meetings on LinkedIn. I hired a virtual assistant. So I went from pre-COVID solo to Mm -hmm. COVID one up. That's crazy. So I hired a VA and I said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go online on LinkedIn. And if you've seen my LinkedIn page, it's very attractive. And I have to give a big shout out to my mentor, Joe Frankie the third, and he is my mentor, and he's been my coach on LinkedIn. So if you go to Chris McPhee, Chris Smurf McPhee, and you look at my LinkedIn page, that's because of my mentor. And one thing he's taught me is how to weaponize my LinkedIn page. So if you are an organization or a business, what I'm about to tell you right now, if you look at your LinkedIn page and it doesn't check off of what I'm saying, Mm-hmm. You need to expand and you need to take action and correct it. Your LinkedIn page is your lifeline, your billboard to the world right now. If your LinkedIn page is not saying, this is what I do, this is what I can do for you, and I'm open to do it, nobody's going to come to you, period. Hmm. All right, here, that's another good point that you bring up, Chris. Um if you've run out of ideas or whatever, find a mentor. Definitely. Find somebody who knows more than you that can take uh, your assets and your skills and turn it into something. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah, mentors are key. And I'm I'm a big fan of mentors since growing up in middle school, high school, the military. Even today, I tell people, and I've said it on some of my own podcasts and some of, with some of my guests, um, if you don't have a mentor, you're lost. Um, with, without them, you're lost. Uh, and if, if you want to compete with the next person, you got to have mentors. And I have like 10 of them for different things. I have a mentor for LinkedIn. I have a mentor for a concept. I have mentor just people that I talk to about my life and how I'm feeling. You know, I talk to my mom. My mom's my mentor. She helps me 
you know, harmonize and kind of see what I'm doing on the family front and like what I need to do. And I talk to her about that. But when I want to get more business, Jenny Clark, she's my mentor. She's like, Chris, this is what we're going to do. And we help each other out because she's like, I don't know this, Chris. You know it. Help me with this. And now I'm getting better of helping people that need solutions. And that's what I provide for her. And that's what I try to do is how can I help you? Not like, well, it's going to cost. What do you want? This is how much it costs. No, I want to understand your pain point and I want to understand where you're trying to go, where you're at, where you're trying to go and how you think you should get there. And I listen like Mm -hmm. my life depends on it. It's life or death. I'm listening. I'm listening to you. I'm taking notes. So let me get this straight. This is what you told me. You are in this situation. This is where you want to go. These are your resources. Yes. Okay. This is what I'm suggesting we can do. Now this, let's work on this plan together. It's not me giving you a plan and say, Hey, run with that. No, let's work on this together based off of what you told me. And we're going to devise a plan specifically for you. And we're going to move forward and I'm going to help you execute it. I like the idea of your reaching out to get help either through a virtual assistant or with a mentor, but we can both agree that there are a lot of opportunists out there. They're taking this downtime to squeeze (laughs) the last nickel out of somebody because the somebody is desperate, right? So they're selling coaching or consulting or seminars or whatever they're doing, and they're not cheap, these things. So how do you separate the wheat from the chaff? How do you separate whether someone is legit going to help you or they're just there to take your money? So I've been able to take on the met- the persona of I'm going to give you gift help, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's how I look at folks. I know I'm at a level because I've been caught short with some of these folks you speak about. And I've been caught short a couple of times, but now I'm a little bit wiser. Not saying I know everything. Mm-hmm. However, I've learned you have to check it out. You know, it might sound good, but you really got to think about what they do because there's guys out there who just sell. Their business is to sell things in theory. Look at what they've done. If you can't go see a body of work, not just news appearance, podcast appearance, like if they haven't produced a book and you could go read testimonials, from people who was actually, you know, had their services. If you go to my LinkedIn and you could see people say, yeah, Chris is my camera guy. He's been, you know, Jenny Clark did a whole video saying how cool I was, you know? So if you don't hear other people saying this person is cool, that's a quick way to realize that's probably not the person for you. So do your research, go check him out. You're not going to buy a new house unless you get the right real estate agent, you know, you go to the bank and make sure the mortgage is right at the interest rate. You know, you want to make sure the inspections are done uh, just like you, you want it. So you get to go and check it out. So do your research 
and 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 look around and don't get caught in a trap because there's there's some traps out there. Oh yeah. Some traps, but you I think the cheaper route is for example, podcasting. There's a lot of information on the internet of how to start and produce a podcast. However, mm-hmm. people are selling their templates. They're selling their magic formula of how to get it done. You know, uh, one of my favorite people, Gary Vaynerchuk, he puts out a 264 slide deck for free of how to produce social media content. Yep. I did the same thing. I created a deck with all my links, all the places to go, and I'm pushing it out because that is how you build relationships. And that's the mode I'm in. I'm in relationship mode building. So when we come out of COVID, the issue I'm going to have, I'm going to have people at the front door like it's the first day release of an iPhone wanting me to do team up with them. Mhm. Because you've been building it up all these many months, and they're yeah. already they already know your name, they already know what you do. So every interaction with that potential client, you know, it's it's a feather in your cap. It may not pay off today, tomorrow, or next month, but eventually that person's going to need you. So yeah, you you got to plan for the future. And you're right. Sometimes you do have to give it away for free just to earn the trust. So, yeah, now I get it. I, I recently was talking to a consultant. She happens to be supposedly a, a PR media person. And she came on really strong, really heavy. I can do this for you. I can do that for you, whatever. At the end of all that, you know, what she was saying sounded really good. And I'm like, I, I'll need some references. And, of course, she was, not surprisingly, she was outraged that I was asking for a reference. <laughs> so I called all my colleagues who, who, whom I thought might know her or might have used her, because supposedly if she's at the level that she's saying, you know, my people would know about her. Nobody used her. No one heard of her. And it was just all pie in the sky as far as I was concerned. But, you know, if somebody is rubbing you the wrong way by, I mean, if, if it were me, I'd be, you know, I have years and years of testimonials I can give you. I'd be thrilled to give you testimonials if that's what the, all it took, right? Yeah. So um, if the person is rejecting that and being outraged over it, something's wrong. Yeah, you, you, you're spot on. I like to look at two options sometimes if you if you don't see any testimonials or references walk away unless they say hey look i'm new i'm new in the game just give me a chance so then that's for you to make that decision okay Mm -hmm. make that decision based off of the information you have and that's what i feel we only make decisions based off the data we have so if you don't have the data that you feel you need to know or you've already collected and you can't make a decision, mm-hmm. then look a little bit more. And if you can't, then you have to come to the point where, you know, I see this, I see these things. You just got to take a chance, but be, crit- be, be critical about it. You know, take, 
give him a chance, you know, and then you'd be like, well, you know what? That didn't work. It's not <laughs> what I was, because I've done that. I, yeah. Honestly, I've taken a chance with people and tried systems to see, you know, for example, my podcast. I watched a gentleman for like a couple of weeks and I was just watching him, even though I had a mentor who was like, hey, Chris, do this. But I still wanted to research and learn on my own. I liked his delivery and I understood how what he was saying on his YouTube videos. And he was like, hey, for 25 bucks, I give you this format of how to organize it. Because I'm watching all these videos, reading all these articles, but still in my head, I'm like, it's not clicking. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I've been talking to this dude, listening to him, listening to his YouTube videos, watching these things and trying them out. I said, boom. So I, I pulled the trigger, 25 bucks, and I bought his little packet. And it basically was an outline organizing you know, how do I frame it, what equipment to buy, recommendations on hosting and art and all those things. And I was like, cool. And I got it done, you know. So, um, but but when I realized what I was looking for and then I started searching the Internet and I started realizing, like, well, here's an article that just says everything for free. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's the Internet. Just search it, put it in Google and how do you do this? What are 10 ways or what are ways I could improve my LinkedIn profile to get more hits and more opportunities probably for a job during COVID? I mm-hmm. guarantee you somebody has written an article about that. Right. You know? Right. So what do you recommend uh, for people who might want to start a podcast? Maybe – you know, they've been in their profession 5, 10, 20 years, whatever it is, and they might want to start a podcast around that subject. What would you recommend to these people? I uh, love it. Thanks. Thanks for the softball, Linda. Thanks for the softball. <laughs> I'm going to rock this one really hard for you. This one's going over the fence, and I'm going to give you the five phases of your podcast production. All right, let's let's do it. Let's hear it. So phase one, I'm going to lay them out for you. Phase one, and it's based off the project management framework of the five process groups of initiation, planning, execution, monitoring, controlling, and closing. And what I've done is reframe that framework to be, number one, start with why. Okay? Figure out your podcast purpose. Okay, phase one. Figure out why you want to do this. What's what's the desire? What's defying you? Because you're going to need that to help you get through the 2 o'clock or trying to figure out how to use the equipment or how to get your cover art uploaded to iTunes. How do you edit this? Like, should I get somebody to edit this work or should I do it now because I don't have enough money and I need to just start it with a low budget? The year why, piggybacking off uh, Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, that's going to be the, the, the fire in you to keep you going, to get you to phase, get through the five phases. And, and you just have to figure out your podcast purpose. So phase two. I, I like why, by the way, yeah. because not everything is roses, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the why, if you keep focusing on the why, that'll get you through the rough patches. 
Mm-hmm. So if something went wrong with your equipment or something didn't go right, you know, with the podcast or you had technical failure or the cloud aches your homework or whatever, um, all those crazy things are going to happen. So the why will keep you focused on, all right, have a pity par- party for a minute, but tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., I'm going to hit this hard and tackle this again. So it keeps it keeps you going. <laughs> it definitely keeps you going. Definitely keeps. You. So phase two is podcast planning for podcast success is what I call it, right? So yeah. in this phase, you got your why, you have your purpose, you have your intent, you know why you're doing it. Now you have to figure out and plan how you're going to do it, and that's going to be, you know, what am I going to talk about? Go look for the iTunes category list. You know, where, where, what am I going to provide for the listeners? And lately I've been on this thing. I forget where I, why, where I picked it up at, but your content needs to be educational, entertaining, or evoke some type of emotion, right? So if it's not doing that, it's not good. Because especially in this era of COVID, people are looking for escapism. They need mm-hmm. answers. They need solutions. And once they find a good source that's giving them valuable information, relevant information, like like we say in the military, it needs to be actionable intelligence. Okay. Meaning when I receive it, when I walk into the commander and I give him a target packet on a bad guy, the intelligence needs to be legit for him to make a decision to go get this guy or make a move so make sure your content is geared to that point like i'm providing information on how to start a podcast so podcast with a purpose figure out the categories figure out what equipment you should get figure out how you want to host your show do you want to be a serial show or a season figure out at least three to four seasonal topics I say that's the easiest way, and that's one from one of my mentors. And he was like, Chris, you know, I really like the seasonal method. It's like Netflix, you know. You, you, you get on a show, and it's season one, and you could binge it, you know. So go with that matter and in and, and that mindset. Okay, I'm going to create a season on how to start a podcast, okay? Episode <laughs> one, start with why, and I go each episode about each phase. That's five episodes. Then I dive into, well, hey, here's the best equipment. Here's the best sites for design. Here's the best place to get free music. Here's the best place to promote your podcast. That's 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, so think in that manner, equipment, what software are you going to use to edit your podcast, how are you going to promote it, and how are you going to produce it. And that leads us into um, phase three, which is execute. So you know why you want to do it. You know how you're going to do it. Now it's time for you to just do it. You know, and that's what this is all about. Going, setting up your website, going, setting up your hosting accounts, going, setting up your cover art, get all that back office stuff done first, learn how to use your equipment and then start recording. Okay. Start recording, press record, get on the mic, figure it out, 
get through the feelings of your voice and the insecurities of I don't like the way I sound because that's what's going to take the most time away from you dealing with your interpersonal insecurities about how you sound. Did I say too many ums? Did I use clutch words? I know one of my clutch words is definitely. I like the word definitely. I was like, yeah, definitely. You know, definitely, you know, (laughs) that's that's my word. But I know that because I listen to myself. So record yourself, listen to yourself, rinse and repeat. Phase four, monitoring and controlling. It's just QC. After you produce a podcast, does that sound good? Mm, I didn't really like that. Oh, you know what? The audio's messed up a little bit. You know what? I could have do a little better job with the editing. You know what? I don't like the way that person edit that podcast. I might need to find a new editor. So you're just doing QC. You're just, hey, I need to say this like this or not like that. And then in phase five, it's publish and promote. We're closing it out. Publish and promote. Publish it and promote it. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, IG, tell a friend, call people, email them, tell them about your podcast. Tell everybody. Go listen to my podcast. I got a podcast. I got a podcast. You need a podcast? You get a podcast. You get a podcast. You get a podcast. You want to be on my podcast? Come on my podcast. Publish and promote. And then you know what? We cycle it back. You just jump right back into planning the next ep. Well, in planning, if you did it like I just told you, you should have three seasons already planned out. So now all you got to do, all right, season two, we're going to talk about how to get the best headshot for your LinkedIn profile with your iPhone. Episode one, these are the best tools. Episode two. This is where you go to design it. Episode three is all about lighting. Episode four is all about the features of your iPhone. Episode five is all about backdrops. Episode six, what's the best shirt to wear? Episode seven, what's the best poses? Episode eight, you see where I'm going with this? Like, Absolutely. I could yeah. go all day with this. I could go all day, day with this. You know, but I had to learn this over the years from my mentors, from reading books listening to other podcasts. I listen to three podcasts. And that's what I recommend everybody do. If you want to start a podcast, go and listen to some of your favorite podcasts and listen to their delivery. Listen to their intro music. Listen to their outro music. Listen to their, the flow. Do they just ask questions or do they have a conversation? Listen to what is going on. And then, you know, it's like, well, you know, I like Joe Rogan. You know what? I like Gary V's podcast. My buddy Rod Rodriguez, the AAR podcast. I like this format he's doing. And you know what? You you create your own style, and that's what the Team Room Talk is. It's Team Room Talk is a a a, a candid conversation with real people with real talk. That. For my listening audience, that's the name of Chris's podcast. It's called Team Room Talk. Team Room Talk. Yes, team I will room put talk. I will put the uh, the links up uh, after the show on all my social media, so you can just click on it and go. Now, do you have it at a certain uh, day or time each week, or what's the regularity of it? Eastern Standard Time, twelve uh, p.m. on Mondays. 
Okay, gotcha. And also, um, let's see. Also, you have a way for people to contact you. I think your website is uh, greenberetmedia.com, greenberetmedia.com. Is that the right place they should contact you if they want to find out more about the topics we talked about today? Definitely. Greenberetmedia.com is is my URL. I also have a URL called uh, I'mYourCameraGuy.com. And then for podcasting, is I'mYourPodcaster.com. So that's probably your better option if you want to see um, the podcast and see what I'm doing with it and some of my future episodes is go to I'mYourPodcaster.com. And if mm-hmm. you want to see all of my stuff, search the hashtag I'mYourCameraGuy and you'll see everything. Ah, okay. I'm your camera guy. All righty. All right. We'll make a note of that. Okay. If you've just joined us, my audience, I want to thank you for being here. Uh, call us uh, in our closing moments with my guest today, Chris McPhee. Our call in number is 323-642-1677. The phones are a little quiet today. I don't know why. Get up off your tail here. 323-642-1677. Or you can hit us up on the chat line. That would be blogtalkradio.com blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross forward slash DT Linda Gross. All right. I wanted to uh, ask you something. I think we had this conversation maybe about a week ago before you actually came on the show, but you were saying something to the effect of, I have no love for the workplace. It's just a tool. So what do you mean by that? And how can our listeners take advantage of that mindset? Wow, I'm glad you. I'm glad that you asked that question. I and I had to clarify. I even had to clarify this with my wife one time because I think she heard one of my episodes, and I was. It sounded like I was smashing everybody who works a nine to five. And let me let me clear that up, and let me explain what I mean by it's a tool. Okay. Mm -hmm. And through my mentors and some of the folks I listen to and I follow your job is your job, right? It helps you get money so you could take care of your family, buy food, buy clothes, provide shelter. Your work is your gift. That's what you're really passionate about, your work. Like if you are into helping the homeless or doing charity work, that's your work. If you're passionate about photography or if you're passionate about starting your own business, doing X, Y, and Z, that's your work. Your job is the vehicle, the tool you use to create resources to get you there. Now, On the flip side of that, you have people who they want to be a part of an organization and be the best, you know, VP at X company. You know, some people are okay with not being the number one. You know, they'd rather be the number two or the number 20. They're okay with that. So when I'm in the mindset of if I need to build capital for this, work that I really want to do, 
then I need a job and use that tool as a resource to develop capital. And that's my mindset about the workplace. You have to understand for me, my nine to five was when I go to work, I'm not going on a hel- on on a subway train. When I went to Afghanistan to deploy to the office, mm-hmm. I was on a C-17 with gun trucks loaded up. And then when I got to the office and it was like, hey, you got to go to this board meeting in this village. We need you to go talk to these people or we need you to go there and handle it. So me and my 11 friends, we get our tools and get kitted up with all our armor and weapons. And we get on a Blackhawk to go to the, the office. So you got to understand when I'm going to work, it might entail me taking a C-130 a C aircraft and jumping out of the back of it in the middle of the night at some place I don't, I've never been before. So you got to understand when I say that I'm a transition veteran, the first job I had, I was an intel analyst. It required me to deploy. I didn't want to deploy anymore. If I deployed a year, I could make 300K. If I just deployed four months out of the year, I could make 160. If I didn't go anywhere, I could make 120. But it required for me to deploy at least four months. Mm -hmm. I quit that job after getting a pay raise of $8,000. And I started Green Beret Media. I took another job as an IT project manager. Okay, cool. I'm going to be an IT project manager. I'm using the job to get more capital because I need to grow Green Beret Media. Oh, by the way, I have another business that I started as an independent contractor on the backside that I do. Um, I'm a, a trainer, mentor, coach for the military forces to train special operators. So that's in the background. That's That's another tool I have to create revenue for Green Beret Media. I'm an IT project manager. I'm doing IT because my background, I have an A-plus, NET-plus, Security-plus certification. I know how to build computers. I've been doing that since the the mid-'90s. Before anybody had thought about a cell phone, I had four megabytes of RAM on a computer, and I thought that was the heat. So that's Mm -hmm. how far back technically I go, but... So I worked that job, but the the one thing that frustrated me was the work environment. I was like, I'm a high-level performer. It's kind of hard for me to get down in the the normalcy of what is the workplace, and because of the way it was structured, and I take it from the book, uh, The 20-Year Refutable Laws of Power for John Maxwell, the law of the lid, the lid would only let me go so far because my leadership was like, nope, you can't do no more. And so you know what I did? I can't change the organization, but I could change my path. So I quit. That job was 120000 a year. I'm back with Green Beret Media all in, all day. Am I making as much as I did at those other jobs? No, but I'm doing the work that I love, and I'm happy. I'm meeting people. 
people are needing me. They want me to help them. I'm helping people. I had another Green Beret, Scott, Scott Mann. He does rooftop leadership. I met Jenny Clark with Solvability. They came to me and was like, Chris, I need your help. I was like, I'm your dude. What you need? You need video? You need audio? You need photos? Got you. Put me in, coach. So I'm doing my work. Green Beret Media is my work. It's not my job. It's not my nine to five. So that's in my mind. Figure out what your work is and realize what your job is. And if you like being in an organization and helping that organization grow and thrive, then that's your work because that's what you like. So I think what you're saying is use your job as a vehicle to get you from point A to point B. So the vehicle isn't all that important as long as you get there, right? So let's, let's say you're, I don't know, let's say you're in Dallas, Texas, and you have an upcoming important meeting. Maybe it's an interview. Maybe it's a business client or whatever it is in Denver. So you got to, like, figure out the logistics of it. Am I going to take, um, you know, am I going to drive myself up there? Am I going to take a plane to get there? Like, where am I going to stay? What's the hotel? That's all, like, the logistics of everything. It's not the job. It's not the passion. Your passion is getting there to Denver to have that special meeting, right? So I think what you're saying is use it as a vehicle to transport you from where you are now to that important event down the line. Correct. The job, you could call it a tool, you could call it a bill, but it's what you need to get things done for yourself, whatever that is, you know. That's that's one thing you need to use. If you need capital, then you need to go work with somebody until you get enough. You could work on that job for ten years, save up your money. It's like you know what? I got two hundred grand. I'm gonna buy a franchise. I'm out. Boom. It's over. That's how strategic you have to think. You know, especially in this times of COVID, you have to think like that now. You can't just go on an, online and get a new job because that one or quit. Or take time off, like no, you you, and 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 I have to be fair and say that I'm retired. You know, I have some you know some service benefits that's helping me, mm-hmm. but but that's because I put in the work for 21 years. So for anybody who's like, well, he, you know, I've heard people say that, oh, he's retired, you know, blah blah blah. That's easy for you to say. You know what? It is easy for me to say because I've already, I'm on my second career. When I hit 60, 65, I'm going to be on my third career because in my mindset, as long as I'm able to get up every day and move around, I'm going to work because that's my passion. I'm not going to do a job when I'm 65. I'm going to be doing my work because maybe I'm mentoring kids at a young school on photography or how to create a film or how to be creative or how to start a business. I'm still working. I'm still doing my work till the day I die. I'm going to do my work, but a job, I'm done working jobs. Absolutely. All right, Chris, we're just about uh, towards the end of our show here. Final few seconds. Do you want to wrap up with a thought or comment? 
Yes. Um, I would just wrap up and say to everybody, no matter whether you, you decide to take the job track or the work track, is look towards winning. Failure is a mindset. Do not let those thoughts of failure get in your mind. It's going to be scary, yes. One thing I say to myself, it's going to work. 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 Self-talk, positive affirmation. Stop watching the news. Stop reading negative information. Your body is only going to do what you feed it. You feed it bad food, you're going to feel bad. You feed it good food, you feel good. You work Mm -hmm. out, you feel good. You don't work out, you don't feel good. So be positive, motivate yourself, find people that motivate you, and just go after it. Absolutely. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for being on our show. Uh, There goes Chris McPhee. You can find him on his podcast, Team Room Talk Podcast, Team Room Talk Podcast. Um, Also, you can find him at greenberetmedia.com, greenberetmedia.com, or I'mYourCameraGuy.com, I'mYourCameraGuy.com. By the way, if you enjoyed today's show, there's plenty of ways that you can show your love. You can uh, listen, call, subscribe, chat, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, advertise with me, start with my Amazon link, and download my app, and also buy my book on Amazon. By the way, the name of my book is, you've heard it before, let's say it again, The Science of Mastering Women, The Science of Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change your life. And if you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about sell you love. Are you married to your phone? Is your phone a surrogate lover, lover to your spouse or significant other? Do you have neck pain, eye strain, and inability to focus? Well, you might be addicted to your phone. So that's what we were talking about last week. So easy to find. You can uh, look up the archives right here on Blog Talk Radio for last week's show, or you can Google it, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. The best place to find me is on SoundCloud. The entire five-year library is on SoundCloud as well as on TuneIn, and the Google will also produce the other podcasting Uh, avenues that you can use to listen to the show. So make that happen. And let me give a couple of shout outs to our sponsors, Uh, my friend and author Vince Barrick, and he's written a new book called How Not to Become a Millennial, How Not to Become a Millennial, Learning from America's Largest Sociological Disaster. You'll definitely want to pick up that book. I've read it. I recommend it. Some really key points that will be turning points in your life when you read it. You don't have to be a millennial to read it. I think all age groups can benefit from the uh, social confines that (laughs) we've been pinned to. And basically, it's how to live a productive and happy life. So make that happen. How not to become a millennial. 
And lastly, I want to give a shout out to my listeners who live in Orange County. I need you to go to the polls next month and vote for Michael W. Brown, attorney at law. He's a frequent guest to our show and friend to our show. Uh, He's running for Aliso Viejo City Council. I know I would vote for him, and I would, except I'm in the wrong county. I'm in Los Angeles County. But my friends who live in Orange County, go to the polls. Michael W. Brown, vote for him for city council. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining our show today. We will catch you right here. We're usually on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. We will catch you next week on the Men's Advocate Show. Bye for now.